do that. 356. Oh, what? 256. 256? 356. 356, okay. 
Blessed assurance, Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Heir of salvation, purchase of God. Born of His Spirit, washed in His blood. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, perfect delight. Visions of rapture burst on my side. Angels descending, break from above. Echoes of mercy, whispers of love. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Perfect submission, all is at rest. I am my Savior, am happy and blessed. Watching and waiting, looking above. Filled with His goodness, lost in His love. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. This is my story, this is my song, praising my Savior all the day long. Amen. <laughs> Great song service. I thank the Lord for that. If you would, I'd like you to go ahead and turn your Bibles to the book of Ephesians in chapter 3. Ephesians in chapter 3. Tonight we're looking at our sixth lesson in the study of the book of Ephesians. I pray that tonight will be a blessing to you. Tonight we're dealing with what the Apostle Paul noted as a mystery. And we're going to be dealing with the mystery that's been revealed. In Ephesians 3, verse 1 down through verse 21, the Bible says, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of the grace of God which is given me to you, how that by revelation... He made known unto me the mystery, as I wrote afore in a few words. Whereby when ye read, you may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ, which in other ages was not made known unto the sons of men, as it is now revealed unto the holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body, 
and partakers of His promise in Christ by the gospel. Wherefore, I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of His power. Unto me, who am less than the least of all saints, is this grace given that I should preach among the Gentiles the unsearchable riches of Christ. And to make all men see what is the fellowship of the mystery, which from the beginning of the world hath been hid in God, who created all things by Jesus Christ, to the intent that now unto the principalities and powers in heavenly places might be known by the church the manifold blessings of God, the manifold wisdom of God, according to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord, in whom we've had, we have boldness and access with confidence by the faith of Him. Wherefore, I desire that you faint not at my tribulations for you, which is your glory. For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that He might grant you according to the riches of His glory, to be strengthened with might by the Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts by faith, that ye, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, the length, the depth, and the height, and to know the love of Christ which passeth knowledge, that ye might be filled with all fullness of God. Now unto him that is able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that worketh in us, unto him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Our most gracious and divine Heavenly Father, Lord, as we bow before your throne this evening, we do so with thankful hearts. We thank you, dear God, that We thank you that as Gentiles, and in this dispensation of grace which we are now in, you have opened up and revealed the mystery of salvation, even to us who at one time were not a people, but now are a people of God. Lord, I pray that you'll bless this congregation this evening. Open their eyes and their minds unto the Word. And Father, let us once again rejoice in the mystery that has been revealed. That Jesus Christ came to die for our sins. And to set us free as captives. Lord, I thank you today that that revelation come to us through the Holy Spirit and the preaching of the Gospel. Now, Lord, I pray that even as we discussed last week, that every lost soul in this house tonight may be quickened by your power, by your word, and Lord, by your spirit, and that they may come to know thee as Savior this very night, and that mystery be revealed in them. Father, we do pray for salvation of lost souls. But dear God, I pray also the need is great today for thy children. Lord, I pray that you'll open up our minds and bless us tonight with thy word. Help us, dear God, tonight to realize 
Remind us again, O God. Refresh our memories. How that mystery, how the mystery was revealed to us. Lord, I pray that you'll bless us tonight. Bless thy word. May everything that has already been said and everything that will be said, may it bring glory to your name this evening. Lord, we glorify thy name in the church. We that are here tonight are gathered as a church. And tonight we do so to bring you honor and glory. Knowing that you're in our midst. Knowing that thou hearest all and sees all. I pray tonight, dear God, that you would bless in a very special way. Forgive us, Lord, our sin. In Jesus Christ's name, and amen. The mystery revealed. Emmanuel, our message tonight will reveal the hidden things of God to the world which we the Gentile inhabit. Many down through the ages of the Old Testament saints have led a life in which they thought that God only desired the Jew and no other people. In the Old Testament scripture of Hosea, we see a glimpse of what the Apostle Paul was opening up unto the church at Ephesus. Namely, this that the Gentile was to be grafted into the family of God. In Hosea, in chapter 2, in the latter part of verse 23, it says, I will say to them which were not my people, Thou art my people. He's talking about you and I. We that had no, no, no direct depository as far as our salvation is concerned, as far as the Jew was, was concerned. We were not a people, but now, he says, you, you are a people. And they shall say, Thou art my God. I want you to look at Romans in chapter 3 with me for just a moment before we open up uh, with our points this evening in Romans in chapter 3. Bear with me this evening. These allergies are really seemingly getting a hold of my voice. I've been eating cough drops all evening trying to keep this under control. I've sneezed my head off. I've coughed my head off. And my nose has been just absolutely crazy. And that's ragweed for you. In Romans uh, chapter 11 and verse 13 it would do me well to be in chapter 11 instead of chapter 4. In chapter 11 and verse 13, he says, For I speak unto you Gentiles, inasmuch as I am the apostle of the Gentiles, I magnify my office. If by any means I may provoke to emulation them which are of my flesh, and might save some of them, for if the casting away of them be the reconciling of the world, what shall receiving of them be but life from the dead? For if the first fruit be holy, the lump is also holy. And if it, the root be holy, so are the branches. And if some of the branches be broken off, and thou being a wild olive tree wert grafted in among them, and with them partakest of the root and the fatness of the olive tree. Boast not against the branches. 
But if thou boast, thou bearest not the root, but the root thee. Thou wilt say then, the branches were broken off that I might be grafted in. Well, because of unbelief they were broken off, and thou standest by faith. Be not high-minded, but fear. For if God spared not the natural branches, take heed lest He also spare not thee. Behold, therefore, the goodness and the severity of God on them which fail severity, but toward thee goodness, if thou continue in His goodness, otherwise thou also shalt be cut off. And they also, if they abide not still in unbelief, shall be grafted in, for God is able to graft them in again. For if thou wert cut off of the olive tree, which is wild by nature, and were grafted contrary to nature into a good olive tree, how much more shall these, which be the natural branches, be grafted into their own olive tree? For I would not, brethren, that ye should be ignorant of this mystery, lest ye should be wise in your own conceits, that blindness in part has happened to Israel unto the fullness until the fullness of the Gentiles be come in. Speaking of that fullness of time when the Gentile race under the direct election and predestination of Almighty God shall be drawn in to the salvation that God offers through His Son. So this is the mystery that's been revealed and shall be revealed until the day that He comes and calls us home. Because when Jesus Christ comes to call us home, the Gentiles and the fullness of the Gentiles has come in. <coughs> so first of all tonight, we see the dispensation of the grace of God. We understand this to mean a certain place and time in which God would reveal unto mankind the mystery of Christ. In Romans in chapter 11, we're right here close in verse 25, in the latter part, until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. These first six verses of our text of Ephesians in chapter 3 speaks about this mystery, speaks about this time when the fullness of God's salvation shall come unto the Gentile race. The purpose of this plan was to reveal salvation unto all of God's elect. In John 10, I believe it is, <clears throat> where we see the shepherd, the good shepherd, coming forth to call his own. He says in John 10 and 14, I am the good shepherd and know my sheep and am known of mine. As the Father knoweth me, even so know I the Father, and I lay down my life for the sheep. Now get this verse here in verse 16. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold. Who's he talking about there? He's talking about us. He's talking about us Gentiles here. He's talking about the Jews uh, at the first of this, how, how he, he is the shepherd of that, of that first fold. But also, there's another group of people that he's calling and bringing in. There's another group of people known as the Gentile race 
that He's calling unto Himself. These are that people that Hosea spoke of who were not a people, but have become the people of the living God. And other sheep I have which are not of this fold, them also I must bring. They shall hear my voice. There shall be one fold and one shepherd. We're talking about here the family of God. And folks, I want you to know something. That family of God is, is built up of all races of people, of all kindreds of people. As a matter of fact, that's what the Bible speaks of there in the book of Matthew in chapter 28. When the Great Commission is, is sent to the church, he, he sends forth the church. Uh, you that are here and saved by the grace of God are part of that great commission who He sent forth and to go into all the world. Not just your people. Not just the Jew people. But to all the world. To do what? To preach the glorious gospel of Jesus Christ. So we, we see in Isaiah 56. I'll back up here for just a moment. In Isaiah 56. Notice what it says here in verse 1 down through verse 8. Thus saith the Lord, Keep your judgment and do justice. For my salvation is near to come and my righteousness to be revealed. What is he talking about there? That righteousness that's going to be revealed was His Son, Jesus Christ. Be revealed. That gospel, that gospel salvation was about to be revealed and he spoke of this even in the book of Isaiah. It says in verse 2, Blessed is the man that doeth this, and the son of man that layeth hold on it, that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it, and keepeth his hand from doing any evil. Neither let the son of a stranger that is joined himself to the Lord speak, saying, The Lord hath utterly separated me from his people Neither let the eunuchs say, Behold, I am a dry tree. For thus saith the Lord unto the eunuchs that keep my Sabbaths, and choose the things that please me, and take hold of my covenant. Even unto them will I give of mine house, and within my walls a place and a name better than all of the sons of daughters. And I will give them an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. Also the sons of the stranger that joined themselves to the Lord to serve Him and to love the name of the Lord to His servants, to be His servants, everyone that keepeth the Sabbath from polluting it and taketh hold of My covenant, even them will I bring into My holy mountain and I will make them joyful in My house of prayer. That's the reason why when you come into the house of God, you ought to have joy about you. There ought to be a, a joyful communion of God's people coming together for one thing that is to worship and knowing that He is in this place. It ought to be a joy to you to be able to come into the house of Almighty God. Uh, verse 8, it talks of this. It says, The Lord God which gathered the outcast of Israel saith, Yet will I gather others to Him beside those that are gathered unto Him. Folks, I'll tell you tonight, it's a wonderful story when we hear the things about God. We hear about the, the Gentile race being called in and grafted in. We see us as being joint heirs with Jesus Christ. All of those things are important to you. 
And they ought to be important to you. You ought to rejoice in tonight's salvation. You ought to rejoice in the fact that you're able to come to the house of God and worship Him in spirit and truth. You ought to rejoice tonight. Secondly, the Apostle Paul reveals the reason for God calling him into the ministry. In verses 7 down through verse 13 of Ephesians 3, we see here God's Word reveals, listen, to make all men see there in verse 9. What does the Great Commission teach? In Matthew chapter 28, let's turn there and review this once more. Matthew chapter 28 and verse 18. And Jesus came and spake unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore, and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Folks, I'll tell you, when you see that last line there, and I am with you always, there's a key to that. That's our going and being faithful as a house of God. In Matthew 28 and 18 through 20, this teaching spoken of here in the Greek is a word to instruct or teach or train up. In verse 20, the same word teach in the Greek is a different name. It's given a different word, but it means to teach orally. It means to teach the word which is derived. When we think about the word, didasko, I believe is the Greek word. What it is, it is derived from our English word catechism. If you hear, if you look at some of our our missionary ports, especially that of a, uh, maybe a Brother Tate or some of those, as he's a teacher in a college there, as he's, as he's also planting churches, he's teaching them uh, of what thus saith the Lord. These are called catechism classes or, or what have you. That's what they, they call them there. And, the, and, and what it is, it is an is instruction of, of the religious. Uh, word of God to teach with expectation of one's learning and operating uh, to initiate into certain mysteries earn a se- learn a secret and that which was before hid uh, beforehand hidden so that's what it was to teach what the New Testament uh, uh, authority has been given by Jesus Christ to his, to his church, to His kind of church. There was only one church that was authorized to go forth and to teach, number one, because they had the right message. They had the direct message that Jesus Christ Himself gave them. So they, they were the only ones who were authorized. That's the reason why today uh, uh, we don't accept uh, 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 baptisms of other so-called faiths. 
because they're not teaching the same gospel that we that we were given by Jesus Christ. Listen, the reason why today that so many Baptists have been have been killed and murdered and butchered, uh, especially during the dark ages, as you see here, is because they would not recant on their baptism. They would not take back what they said about baptism. It's important. That's the reason why today that people look at me and they they say, "Man, you just need to get with the times." We're not talking about a, 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 a super a super church, but just get with the times, and and everybody's going to the same place. Just just accept it and move on. Well, folks, I don't have to accept it. You're God's people. You've been given authority by God. Because the authority that was given was given the right message. Listen, the messages that are out there today, whether whether they come up and they kneel down and they pray until they till their knees turn blue and they all of a sudden they got they got religion. Listen, praying through is not going to get you salvation. Being baptized is not going to get you salvation. Paying money to the church is not going to give you salvation, although there is a sect of people that teach that very thing, that it depends on how much you give to the church before you can really say whether you're going to be saved or not. Folks, I don't I, I tell you, you see they're giving the they they're going they're coming in the wrong authority. They're teaching the wrong message. So therefore, there was one church that was authorized to preach the gospel. It was because they had the right message. The message that Jesus delivered to the saints. Amen. Folks, He gave that to the apostles. That same message is being taught by the, by the true church today. The same message that is going forth today from this pulpit is the same message that Jesus Christ uh, uh, gave His His church in the beginning of the of the New Age church. He gave the church authority to preach that one message. He gave the church the authority to deliver the mystery, and the mystery was, you know, you go back and you look through uh, through back down through time, all the Old Testament saints. As they butchered all those animals, as they slaughtered them, and as they slayed all of those sacrifices, they never once really clicked. It never once clicked with them exactly what it was all about. They were doing what God told them to do, and it was accounted unto them for righteousness. But listen, it was a mystery what they were doing. The mystery was still lying ahead. That what they were doing was pointing to Jesus Christ. What they were doing was was a picture of what Jesus Christ was going to do in a day yet coming. So therefore, they didn't understand the mystery. Do you know that even the disciples, they never it never fully clicked even with the disciples until He opened their minds. This even happened after the crucifixion. This happened after the crucifixion when their minds were opened and their mystery was revealed. Unto them. This is what Christ was talking about. This is how salvation came to us. So Paul declares his reason for being placed into the ministry. It was to open up the way of salvation to the Gentile as well as the Jew. In Ephesians in chapter 3 and verse 11, 
the Bible states this, according to the eternal purpose which He purposed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Ephesians chapter 1 and verse 9. I know we have already covered this, but I want you to, I want you to now look at it again and see what you think. Having made known unto us the mystery of His will. What did Jesus Christ come to do? He came to do His Father's will. And what was that Father's will? That Jesus Christ would die for all whom God the Father gave Him before the foundation of the world. He would shed His precious blood. He would purchase their souls with His own body and blood on Calvary. Folks, that was the mystery that has been revealed. You know, to you that were saved, it was a mystery all the way up until the time that the Holy Spirit opened your eyes. It was a mystery unto you all the way up to the time when you heard the gospel for the very first time. I mean the gospel that changed your heart. You may have heard the gospel a thousand times. There's people in this house that's heard it for thousands of times. Listen, but it's never clicked yet. But you know when it's going to be clicking? When the mystery is revealed to you by the Holy Spirit. This is why He came to pay your sin debt. This is the reason why He came to purchase your salvation. This is the reason why He came to save your soul from a devil's hell. What a joy that we ought to have tonight. Listen, in Genesis chapter 22, again, I've, I've made several references to this in the last few weeks, but when Abraham uh, looked at Isaac, and Isaac had asked him, where's the, where's the sacrifice at? We've got everything else. Where's the sacrifice at? Abraham looked at his son and said, God will provide himself a sacrifice. Folks, that wasn't just a play on words. Listen, God provided himself through Jesus Christ, the Godfather, the Godson. Listen, he provided himself the sacrifice. He provided himself the sacrifice. In 1 Peter 1, 18 through 20, the Bible teaches us that we're not saved by by, by gold, by silver, by, by, by our good works or anything, but by the precious blood of Jesus Christ as a lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Revelation 13 and 8, the Bible says, the lamb slain from the foundation of the world. Who was he slain for? He was slain for you and for I. Not only for the Jew, but also for us Gentiles as well. John chapter 1, verse 11 and 12, he says, He came unto his own, but his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. Folks, that's talking about you and I today. He came to his own. He came to his Jewish brother. He came to that one who, who, who should have received him and should have known who he was. But he didn't know him. They didn't receive him. As a matter of fact, what did they do? They took him and took him by force. They came to that old garden of Gethsemane where he had been praying and, and, his, and his sweat became as great drops of blood. And, and after he got through praying, listen, the mob came in. And he looked at Judas and said, talked about him. I mean, even, even though he knew Judas was going to betray him, he knew that Judas had already betrayed him. And what did he call him? He said, what are you doing, son? 
You know what? He knew what he was doing. He knew that his hour had come. Amen. He knew that the mystery was about to be revealed. And even after the resurrection, when those two disciples were walking back from Emmaus, or on the road to Emmaus, listen, He revealed it unto them. And what did they say? Did not our hearts burn within us when He talked to us? Folks, that's what happens when you're close to Jesus. Amen? Your hearts burn. That's what, that's what church should be. Your, your heart should be burning tonight knowing what the mystery had been revealed in you. The mystery of salvation. And thirdly tonight, we come now to verse 14 down through verse 21. We come now to the Apostle Paul's prayer for Ephesus. That they may grow in the taught word and bring glory to God through his kind of church. Folks, that's the desire of every pastor, ever true pastor, is that the people of God would grow in the word. You know what? I you know, oftentimes I've heard people say, Well, I just don't know anything, but yet they've been there for 20, 30 years. You ought to know something. You ought to be taught something. You ought to be able to receive something. The reason why so many people are left vacant in their mind on spiritual things is because they never come to the house of God ready and willing and wanting their cup filled. A lot of times people come to the house of God with, a, 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 with, a, with an attitude of, you just try to bless me. You know, it ain't my responsibility to bless you. It's my responsibility to teach you. God's Word will bless you. God's Word blesses His people. Listen, when you're close to God, His Word will touch your heart. When when you're where you need to be as an individual and you're wanting to be fed and you're you're desiring to be fed not just of the crumbs, but of the good food, the meat of the Word, that's when you're going to reset. That's when things are starting to retain in your mind. If I was to ask you tonight what I preached on Sunday night, how many of you would be ready to tell me exactly what I preached on Sunday night? What about last Sunday night? What about last Sunday morning? You see, that's what I'm saying. A lot of times we don't get exactly very, very much of the Word of God when we're in the house of God because our minds are going everywhere in the world. Your mind should be focused tonight upon the Savior who is here somewhere. He's in this house. Your mind should be focused on the thought that He's watching me. He's seeing me behind me. He knows what I'm taking in. He knows what I, what I feel in my heart because that's the all-seeing uh, eye of God. He, he can see right through us. Even this preacher that stands before you. But we're to be rooted and grounded in the Word of God. We're to be rooted and grounded in love with each other and the knowledge of His Word. How can we be rooted and grounded in love for the saints? We're to put away childish games. Let your love be real. Romans 12 and 9 and 10 talks about, listen, don't let your love be, be, be filled with hypocrisy. If you say you love me, listen, prove you love me. Let's, let's love one another as, as saints of God ought to. I believe that's what Paul was even seeing, uh, speaking of there. In Romans 12, 21, it says, Be not overcome of evil, but overcome evil with good. 
when we turn on each other, we must know that this Spirit comes not from the God of heaven. Anytime you're tempted to turn on your brother or your sister, you know the Holy Spirit didn't do that. You know you're following a wrong spirit. You know, I believe that's the reason why God's Word says you need to try the spirits. Amen? Make sure what you're doing is right. And if, you're, if you've always got a problem with a brother or sister in Christ, you know that something's not right. And that's, listen, the Holy Spirit didn't lead you into that. If you've, got, if you've got anguish against a brother or sister, you know, hey, that's not the Holy Spirit of God doing that. You know what He wants? You know what He wants? He wants us to be together in love with one another. But you know the spirit of Antichrist, you know what He wants? He wants to destroy all true churches. Folks, He wants to destroy you as a people. He wants to destroy you as an individual. He wants your families. You know where that's going to begin at? Mom and dad. It's going to begin right there in your home. It's going to begin in your hearts when you have ought against your brother for no reason. It's going to begin in your minds when, when, when you have bad thinking. What uh, Brother Gary Stevens used to call stinking thinking. Folks, I want you to know something. Stinking thinking will destroy your mind. That's the reason why that the Bible says we need to have our minds renewed. How do you do that? You change the way you think. You change the way you feel about each other. You change the way your, your attitudes are with one another. That's how we become uh, grounded and rooted in love with one another. Galatians 5 and 7 and 8, and I'm going to move to my last point here in just a second. Galatians 5 and, and 7 and 8. You did run well. Who did hinder you that you should not obey the truth? This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. What was Paul saying here? What's hindering you? What's stopping your forward progress, church? What's stopping your love for the fellow saints? What's stopping your love for your Sunday school teacher, your deacons, uh, uh, your elders, and your pastor? What's stopping your love for them? Listen, if you don't love them, Paul said, listen, that ain't the... That's not of the Spirit that called you. He says it again in verse 8. Notice this. This persuasion cometh not of him that calleth you. So who did hinder you? You have to know that if you, if you ever take a stand against a brother or sister in Christ, and it's not uh, biblical, you know that's of the devil. I mean, if that brother and sister in Christ, I, I know there's times when... When, when Christians get out of line, there's times when Christians get out of the will of God. But even at that, you know what we're supposed to do? We're supposed to love them and coerce them to come back into the fold, ain't we? We're supposed to teach them to do what is right. Now lastly tonight, so that Christ Jesus can be glorified in the church. This is what the mystery is being revealed is all about. That Jesus Christ received glory through the church. Who's the church? It's not this building. It's you. You're the ecclesia. You can't call out a building. But you call out the body of Christ. You're the church. You are that ecclesia that has been called for one purpose. And that one purpose is to glorify the Savior, the sovereign Son of God. And you to do it in the church. 
That's within us as a collective body. That's the reason why coming to the house of God is so important. That's the reason why that being in the house of God uh, and being taught the Word of God is so important so that we may grow in the faith, that we may grow up into that, 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 priestly, that priestly attitude, so to speak. In Ephesians 3 and 21, again, as I get ready to come to this end, the Bible says, Unto Him be glory in the church by Christ Jesus throughout all ages, world without end. Amen. Listen. Know this, there's only one church that can really, truly, rightfully bring God glory, and that's the church through Him. You see what the Bible's saying there? It's not, that's not just a, a play on words. That's a, that's a serious phrase there. Because He's the one that initiated the church. He's the one that built the church. He's the one that authorized the church. He's the one that empowered the church. Here, as a body, not this building, but as a group of baptized believers, we can only bring God proper glory if we are right with Him, if we are right with His Word, if we are right with His people. Come in the unity of faith, or else risk all that matters most. In Ephesians 4, 3-6, through 6, the Bible says, Endeavoring to keep the unity of the Spirit of the bond of peace. There is one body, there is one Spirit, even as you are called in one hope of your calling. One Lord, one faith, one baptism. One God and Father of all, who is above all and through all and in you all. May God help us tonight to realize again to be reminded once again about the mystery. The mystery that was spoke of even in, the, even in Genesis. Even in the Garden of Eden. When, when God had to sacrifice that lamb. The mystery was being pointed toward Jesus Christ. That's what it's all going to be about. That lamb that was slain before the foundation of the world. That's what it's all about, folks. That's the reason why we're here tonight. We're not here just to take up our time. This is not. It should not be a habit to you. This should be more than a habit. This should be your occupation of your mind to bring glory to God because the mystery was revealed in your heart. That's the reason why salvation came to you. May God help us. May God help us to rejoice in our salvation. May God help us to rejoice in our time of worship. We shouldn't come into the house of God with, with mad faces, with long faces, with, with just burdensome eyes. Listen, you ought to come into the house of God knowing that, number one, He's in this place to receive our worship, to receive our glory. I know we're just mere human beings. And that's all we are, sinners saved by grace at our best. We're still sinners. But you know what? God expects those that are saved by His grace to give Him glory. As a matter of fact, I believe that God expects every human being that's ever walked into this world to give Him glory. If you don't do it through Jesus Christ in the church one day, you'll do it at His, at His throne on your knees. 
you will praise Him and give Him glory. May God help us to see what a great salvation we have. Let's all stand, please.